Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from St. Luke chapter 2. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my Father's house? This is God's word. Please be seated. Jesus is both true God and true man. We call this mystery the incarnation. It is what we celebrate at Christmas, that God is also man, human, has skin and bone and blood and flesh like you and me. Our intro it this morning had the words from the Christmas Day Gospel from John chapter 1 verse 14. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. God the word took on skin. And that's a mystery very difficult to comprehend. It is in fact beyond comprehension. And because of that mystery... The story of Jesus as a boy in the temple, and again I'm using the word story because it is an account, but it's, it's a true story of course. It's hard for us to wrap our brains around because we understand just how far apart from God we are. Man and God seem to be two polar opposites, right? God is all-powerful, almighty, all-knowing, eternal, and we are not. God is holy, we are unholy. God is, is love, and we struggle to love. Except, in Jesus, God and man exist perfectly in union, one Christ Full God, full man. So we wrestle with things like Jesus upsetting his mother, which happens in our gospel for today. She's upset because she can't find her boy, her son. The one she knows is not just any ordinary son, but the son of God in human flesh. She can't find him. Joseph can't find him. We might judge Mary as a mother for not keeping better track of her child, but we might judge Christ as well for causing his mother such distress. And we confess Jesus to be without sin. Yet we can't help but wonder, did Jesus sin in causing this distress to his mother? But to get wrapped up in that would be to miss the entire point of this text from Luke chapter 2. Of course Jesus did not sin because he is without sin. And St. Luke, inspired by the Holy Spirit, points out to us in our text, he went down with them and came to Nazareth. He was submissive to them. Jesus obeyed his parents. 
You know, the problem here isn't with Joseph, or with, with, Mary, with Jesus, I'm sorry. It's with Mary and Joseph. You know, I have a lot of Lutheran friends who are pastors and lay people, and every year around Christmas time, they all dump on the song, Mary, Did You Know? I actually, I, that's a song I actually really enjoy. But I see all these memes out there on Facebook. Mary, did you know? And they'll say, yes, of course she knew. The angel told her. Mary did not know everything. She clearly lacked understanding, as it tells us in St. Luke's own words today, about who Jesus was and what he came to do. She knew a lot. She did not know everything. We begin and end our reading in Luke chapter 2 with Luke emphasizing that Jesus grew in wisdom. Verse 40, the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom. Verse 52, Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. You know, we often look at Solomon, who we heard of in our Old Testament reading, asking God to give him a discerning heart, understanding, wisdom to rule God's people. We look at Solomon as the example of wisdom in the Bible, but of course, even beyond the wisdom of Solomon is the wisdom of Jesus Christ, who is wisdom incarnate, the Word of God made flesh. And Jesus, who is wisdom, reveals the wisdom that we need to understand to his mother and to the man who cared for him as an earthly father, Mary and Joseph. Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Where is Jesus found? He's found in his father's house. That's where he belongs. And Mary, of course, not knowing all things, Mary, limited by her human understanding, can actually be excused, perhaps, forgiven for not getting it. You see, we might judge Mary for not knowing where her son is, but how many of us have forgotten that very same thing? Where is Jesus found? He's in his father's house. Of course. That's where he is. As a people, as a church, as God's own children who seek to know our God and seek to know where he is at work, we wonder where is Jesus found in the world today? When we scan the news and see the distress and the evil and the wickedness and the division and the hatred, where is Jesus in all of it? Of course, did you not know? He must be in his father's house. When you are looking for Jesus, 
will you find him? A lot of 21st century Christianity tells you to look for Jesus in your heart. To look for Jesus in your neighbor, in other people. And it's not that Jesus isn't, I mean, he's God, right? He's in all places. He is within us and among us. But when you want to know where Jesus is, remember where Jesus is found. He tells you, do you not know I must be in my father's house? And for that reason, we have adopted the custom in the church and it goes long before us here today to calling this place where we are this morning God's house. It is the Father's house. And Jesus, thanks be to God, is found here. Found in the water and in the word with which we were washed and joined to Jesus Christ. He's there. Joining us to his cross, to his bleeding and his dying and his rising from the dead. He is there in the bread and wine which we gather to receive this very day that deliver his very body and blood given upon the cross. He's there in the word that is proclaimed and preached and given. The forgiveness that is spoken upon us for he is the word of God incarnate. Jesus is found in the house of his father. Jesus is found here among us today. Thanks be to God. It's for that reason that we, as Christians, do things the world cannot understand. It's why we venture out on a frosty Sunday morning when temperatures are flirting with below zero because we know that Jesus is in his Father's house. That's why we come forward with creaky, arthritic knees and kneel before this altar. Because we know that Jesus is in his Father's house. It's why we hear the message of the cross. The message that St. Paul reminds us is folly, foolishness to the world. But to us who are being saved, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, is Christ the power and wisdom of God. There is wisdom in Jesus dying for the sins of man, for the sins of you and me. Where is Jesus found? Hopefully this morning, you know the answer. With the uncertainty that plagues us and causes us to doubt and to fear and wonder what could be held forth for us in this coming year, take heart. Jesus is in his Father's house. He always has been. You know, amongst all the 
offerings and sacrifices. We heard of Solomon who would bring sacrifices to the Lord in our Old Testament reading. That's what the temple was there for. It was the place where the people brought their sacrifices, their, their bulls and their goats and their lambs, their grain offerings, their peace offerings, their wave offerings. They were all brought to the temple. But the reason they were brought to that place Because the people knew that God was there. King Solomon, when he built the first temple and he dedicated it, he said, The Lord has said that he would dwell in thick darkness. I have indeed built you an exalted house, a place for you to dwell forever. People were to come to the temple so that they could be in the Lord's presence and know that God was there with them. That has not changed. God is still with his people because the word is still with his people. Where that word is, that is where Jesus is found. Found with forgiveness, found with life, found with salvation for man, humanity, you and me, one and all alike. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.